0: If it's Tuesday, it must be Drunk Sports. I'm Jonathan Levy. That's Grant Dennison. He's already on beer number three. Four. Oh, my bad. Beer number four feels good. So he's just beginning beer number four. I'm beginning beer number four. It's kind of a lie. It's always good to start a show with a lie to the audience. And also, if you're on the East Coast, it might be Wednesday. So another lie has been said. Well, but I'm not lying. I mean, I'm, it is Tuesday, and it, it must be drunk sports. So those it, things are all true. Those are, those are true. Let's tell people what this is for new listeners. Okay. So this is the show where we go over relevant sports topics, usually to do with either very famous things that are happening in the world, like the Olympics or the NFL and the NBA mainly. We're talking sports, and Grant is getting progressively drunker as we do it. Yep. It's good times, and we yep. have some very special segments. It's a four-quarter show. Indeed. We're going to do things like best-case scenario, worst-case scenario. Yep. We're going to be doing uh, Let the Drunk Fix It, everyone's favorite. That's quarter four. Yep, that's the best one. Yeah. Let's be serious. And uh, who fucked up, who done good. Yeah. I and mean, this is, of course, is quarter number one, so we're going to do some headliners. This is the boring quarter. Just fast forward. This is not boring. This is where we talk about <laughs> the most interesting stuff. Okay. So let's start with uh, a favorite of everyone's. Brett Favre. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Come as a, on. As a, as a Chicago Bears fan, yeah. I already didn't like him before all of the stuff came out about how he was kind of a creep. You're just talking about the dick pics or something else? Yeah. Are you saying that's not creepy? I mean, you know, it's he said 2016, it to, man. He sent it to a reporter. <laughs> no, he didn't. He sent it to a Jets cheerleader. Oh. I Actually, thought he, he, I, thought sent, I thought he sent it to a reporter also. Probably both. Yeah. Probably a lot more people yeah. than that as well. You know... Uh, that guy's a piece of shit. And I'm staking my claim on wow, that. that seems yeah. a little strong. Anyway, what's up with Brett Favre? Well, no, he got inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. Okay. I mean, that was always going to happen. Yes, Is it, it was. because he had the most interceptions? Is that why? I don't think that's what he's in. I don't think he's in the interception wing. No, I'm pretty sure he's just in the normal general. And now we induct, I don't know, who's a terrible basketball player? (laughs) Now we induct Darius Miles into the Hall of Fame for having the most turnovers in history. That's exactly... That's a perfect analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Brett Favre. So maybe this is the time where we can do a little retrospective on Brett Favre's career, Chicago Bears fan who's drunk. (laughs) Um, I'm not drunk yet. But Brett Favre, okay. That guy's a jerk. Um, Every time he played us, he was a jerk. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. To be fair, he was very fun to watch. He, he was, was a ver- very fun player to watch. Okay, so I have two questions for you. Number one, where does he stand? Okay, is he a top ten quarterback? Let's start with that. All time, top ten. I you know I don't have my list in front of me. Me either, but just as best we can do. I'm gonna say that there is definitely an argument that he is. Okay. But I would argue the other, and I'm not going to claim I'm taking emotion or fandom out of it. Fair enough. But I would argue the other just because of the detriment he caused his team with his recklessness. Ah, and this actually was going to be my second question to you. Is he the most overrated NFL player of all time? Well, that's possible. It is, isn't it? Aside from Tom Brady, of course. That is not true. I know, I know. <laughs> I just want- How dare you? Jonathan's a Patriots fan. I wanted to... Take a little stab. He's already missing four games this season. Just leave us alone. <laughs> I think I think he's he's certainly in the conversation for most overrated NFL player of all time. I mean, who else is even in the conversation? It's usually gonna be a quarterback, I would think. Yeah, right? quarterbacks get too much glory and, and... maybe some running backs because now we sort of don't think of running backs as being so special and back in the day they were seen as very special. So maybe like OJ Simpson, although he was he was a killer, right? He's oh a... I mean I mean, he was a great murderer. <laughs> also, he was a killer Last on the week field. we talked about how good of a murderer Aaron Hernandez was. I mean, the he's guy was... clearly, He's clearly—he's a better murderer than O.J. Simpson. I mean, if yes. we're going to do the power rankings no for question. NFL murderers, Ray Carruth, he's like number three. Right Or th- there's probably somebody even in between. Ray Cruth is probably the most despicable of them all, and that's saying something with that group. With Aaron Hernandez even, he murdered probably 30 people. I wow, mean, come there's on. There's no proof of that, but he just started getting caught when he murdered, what, three people? I think we know of two for sure, and then there's potentially a bunch of others. <laughs> O.J., um, if we are to believe the hype, which I do believe, and I think, you know, reasonable minds could probably agree that O.J. did it, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, he did want to put out a book called If I Did It, Here's yeah. How. I mean, come on. Also, I saw that, you know, the O.J. I Susan still haven't watched story. that. I'm pretty excited. It was excited. so good. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, so he, you know, assuming he did it, but, you know, he used the knife and cut these people up, like, slowly and horribly. What people? There was one person. Ron, no, Ron Goldman and Nicole Brownson. Oh, it was two? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, her and her boyfriend. Oh, okay. Um. But uh Drake Ruth is the worst, dude. Do you not know what he did? I'm not I'm not sure on the details. I'm pretty Maybe we shouldn't sure. talk about it. It's not a dark podcast. I know, but I feel like we're in it now. I okay. feel like we have to go All there. All right, go ahead. What did Drake should, Ruth? Maybe do? you'll make some find a way to make a joke about this. I don't think it's Panthers, possible. Panthers wide receiver. Yeah. They got him in the expansion draft, is that right? I can't say, I don't think so. I think they drafted him, but okay. um he Put his girlfriend, I think it was His pregnant girlfriend In the trunk of a car And then shot bullet holes into there And I believe killed her And the uh, the unborn child That's pretty despicable It's kind of the worst thing ever So yeah. uh, just now that we brought it down Let's try and bring ourselves okay. out of this Aaron Super Hernandez dark place Aaron Hernandez at least wasn't doing it in that way He was more doing gang shootings Right, yeah It wasn't yeah. like crime of passion it The other two guys are more like Well, I don't mean to like underplay it Crime of passion But I mean those guys are like insane And Aaron Hernandez is, Aaron Hernandez is more like I'm just going to kill that dude I think yeah, it Because it seems like people because he's stepping to me. Yeah. yeah, or like, or or like the most recent, the last guy he killed, who he got caught for, because he knows about this other dude I killed, so I have to kill him. It's like I don't want to, I just have to. It, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, and uh, this feels more like a fourth quarter discussion wow. than a first quarter I discussion. I Believe we <laughs> left this. this. is How we start the show, huh? I thought I thought we were just gonna put down Brett Farm and, and talk about how good he is. Hey, potential that was sponsors, be make sure you take note. <laughs> this is the type of shit we put out there. If anything's possible. Maybe this will be the you know the the most famous part of it. The Draymond Green stuff last week was gold. Uh, you should, everybody should listen. I agree. Yeah. All right. Um anything else we want to say about Brett Favre before we move on? I do think that uh he is overrated. He threw a shitload of touchdowns, but also the most interceptions in NFL history. They always made it out like it was, it was a good thing that he was the, quote, riverboat gambler type. Yeah. And nobody wants that in a quarterback. No. If you're down by two touchdowns, that's fine. But in a general thing, and maybe maybe the offenses have changed a bit, too. But nobody's looking for that. You're looking for a guy who protects the ball, he right? He only I won mean, one championship, right? I he mean, won one. He The following year, he went and lost at the very end to Denver. Not, right. not at the end, but they, they lost in a relatively close I don't think game. any reasonable NFL fan who really knows what they're talking about could argue that Brett Favre is better than Aaron 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 Rodgers, his replacement. Agreed. I think Aaron Rodgers is clearly a better player. Clearly a better player. And Fred Favre's a first team, first ballot, excuse me, Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers clearly is getting it. Yeah. For right. sure. First, day, first chance he gets. There's yeah, a but the Hall of, of Fame, like fame is like a, a thing that maybe is not entirely related to how you no. played, although it somehow is. They, but not, they just call it the Hall Aaron of Fame. Aaron Rodgers is a bit of a dud. He's a bit boring when he does interviews yeah. and stuff. Brett Favre at least sends dick pics. That's true. And he makes those great Wrangler commercials. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's really just the Hall of Greatness, is what they really mean to be calling it. Yeah. They just never did. All right, let's move on. Michael Phelps, you may have heard of him, another all timer. Yeah. All time most gold medals won by more than double. For anyone in the history of the world, by that's, the way. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. He's 31 years old. He just won gold medal number 19, dude. Yeah. 19? So I don't I don't know much about swimming, but that's extremely impressive. I don't think you have to know much about swimming to know that that's amazing. I don't think a lot of people know a lot about swimming. Well, let's talk to him a little bit about swimming then. So uh, you just gotta, a tiny bit. You got to do the butterfly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the, the backstroke's useful yeah. if you're tired. Also, treading water is important. I mean, if you're stranded at sea, that's the best one. Or just in the middle of a really large pool. And it's deep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just... All, all accurate. Yeah. Yes. So here's the thing about Michael Phelps. Uh, he actually had retired four years ago. He he retired before that, before the last Olympics. He retired. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. So then he came back, won like two more gold medals. He's, he's come back again. six or seven times. Okay. So yeah. he retired, came back, swam the second leg in the men's four by, I don't know if it was butterfly or freestyle. I think it was freestyle. And uh, he posted the fourth fastest time of the entire field. And he's the guy who overtook the French dude who was, because they were beating the U.S. at that point, had what his coach called the best turn I've ever seen underwater. You know, when you, like, flip at the yeah. wall? Like, the best one he's ever seen, technically. I don't know. I guess the fastest or something. And that they took the lead on the Frenchman right there, and the U.S. never relinquished the lead and went on to gold. So, the thing about Michael Phelps that I was saying before the show, we were talking about this a little bit. It's yeah. interesting. There has to be something about his body type, something where he's... Very, very close to the optimal human body for competitive swimming. Yeah. Right? Like comp- like uh, sprinting swimming. Sure. He, he has super long arms. He, I think he even has like webbed feet, something like that. Wouldn't be surprising. Like, I mean, I would assume most of the time when you're talking about the person who's the best at whatever it is they are in the world or of all time or something like that. If it's like athletic, that. you mean. Yeah, if yeah. it's athletic, that they're almost always going to have the the prototypical body, right? Almost always. Yeah, like Michael Jordan had that thing where his thumb was separated further from the rest of his fingers, so it was, it was easier for him to grab the ball. Really? Yeah, that is real. I did not know that, but yeah. he was also like huge for a two guard, especially back then. Right? He was like six six, right? Six seven, I think. He's six six. Okay, but even then, even so, that was like really big for a two guard back oh, okay. in the day. You know, I know now that seems like a normal size. Yeah, that was huge. Okay, so yeah. At the time, anyway, prototypical body type. Anyway, I mean, Michael Phelps he... obviously works very hard, trains super hard, yeah. but also has this genetic advantage, which in sprinting sports is more prevalent than in sports that are more nuanced, that have more elements to them. So, like, what would be a nuanced sport in your life? Like mind, basketball right? or football, where there's, there's oh. like, a little, I mean... I thought you meant, like, dressage. Oh, dressage is my favorite sport. <laughs> we're going to have an entire <laughs> dressage episode. Oh, really? Like... Romney's going to be the guest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just going to start doing a, a drunk dressage podcast. That that would be amazing. Like, I don't know if any of the dressage people would, would respect that. But the drunk sports people might listen if we do a good enough job. We'd have, we might have to learn a little bit about dressage. And I don't know anything I know, that involves I just, horses. I just know the horses prance around and it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's show ponies, right? That's I all mean, I know. It's majestic. Ann Romney loves dressage. You find yourself when you watch dressage. It's like seeing a beautiful sunset. Yes, I think that's exactly right. I fell in love with dressage. I mean, that sounds like a great movie. <laughs> All right. Finally, uh, here on Headliners. This isn't really a headline, but I wanted to bring it up. I was looking for cool things to talk about on the Drunk Sports podcast. Yesterday. That's a good idea. Yeah. And so I was on ESPN.com, as one might be. Is that a website? It is a website, and we're not getting paid to say that. I wish we were. Yeah. No sponsorship yet for Drunk Sports. We only have like eleven Twitter followers. You know what? We're not well. Work to eleven? Maybe seven. We've I don't made know. It. I think <laughs> we have seven, and I'm one of them. But that means six, oh, and not me. By the way, we yeah. are at Drunk Sports Show now. We changed our oh, yeah. terrible Twitter handle. It's now at Drunk Sports Show. If you can't find us on Twitter, we are the green beer cans with the yellow, and it says Drunk Sports, and it looks terrible, but whatever. That's us. And if you have suggestions or feedback for Drunk Sports, please let us know. If you have something you want the drunk to fix, please let us oh, know. Oh yeah. We, got, we did get uh, a Twitter suggestion on something for the drunk to fix from what is possibly our biggest fan, at least on Twitter. And we are almost certainly going to give you that as one of oh, the things cool. to do. So that'll be cool. That's exciting. All right. But here's the last thing. So I'm scrolling down ESPN.com. And I noticed something kind of weird. There were several articles on professional wrestling, the WWE, the fake sport. It's like not real. It's like Game of Thrones, right? It's like all script. Them's fighting words, buddy. Yeah, that's right. Bring it on, buddy. <laughs> um, so what's that about? How can that be? ESPN is desperate. Yes. I I mean here's the question that you cannot answer, but this is a theoretical question. Oh, I can answer it. I don't I definitely can answer it. How long has ESPN been covering this? Uh what? Wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can I could answer that. I'm not going to. I'm choosing not to out of respect. Well, I know that over the past couple of years ESPN has really taken a turn for the bad yeah. as far as their finances and everything and Oh, big time. People are not watching as much because you know The internet is ruining them. Basically. Oh, hundred percent. And ESPN also kind of blows for the most part. I know. Sports Center used to be so much better. Well, there's no need for Sports Center anymore, right? In the old days, highlights a highlight show was kind of useful and now highlights are everywhere. Why would we ever watch highlights? Well, there on TV? goes us getting hired by ESPN. I know. But it's okay. It wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. That wasn't gonna happen. Either. And if it does, they'll hire us anyway, because we're you know, we don't it's okay that we attack, you know, the the power, true power know. man. That Bill Simmons thing didn't work out that well. It really didn't. No. But I was gonna say this that Bill Simmons used to write about wrestling in his um page two columns yeah. back in the day but it was a little different cuz he wasn't like really a sports writer kind of writer. jokey yeah it was but he wrote, he was very serious about it he really wrote about the plot lines and took them very seriously that's what i called them plot lines i mean if fans. you take it as a soap opera it's a different thing right right and that's fine but then why are we covering it on ESPN cuz they don't cover other tv shows right they don't cover like you know breaking bad on espn or like why lost was so terrible at the right end. exactly like so why are we covering wrestling it's it's odd yeah. It's just really, really. If they're not even covering like uh, reality shows that are athletically based, like American Ninja Warrior or The Greatest Race or something like that, that Was called The Greatest Race? Uh, the, the Amazing Race? The Amazing Race. Yeah. It's the biggest loser in The Amazing Race. But those are things in theory you'd be covering too. But of course they're not because those are not actual sporting events. They're, they're TV shows. Okay, here's, here's something. I'm going to try to take uh, the other side of this. All right. I'm going to play devil's it. advocate here. Bring it. Do you think it would be legitimate if ESPN covered bodybuilding, like bodybuilding competitions? Yes. So professional wrestling is kind of like a bodybuilding competition choreographed. Choreographed, but no, 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 no. It's like a bodybuilding competition if they said, okay, you're the guy who's going to win, you're the guy who's going to lose, you're the guy who's going to finish third. Now go do that. That's not a competition. Okay, fair enough. That's a bodybuilding. That pretty much ruins my argument. Yeah, it's a bodybuilding You got it right, dramatic. Got right away. Right yeah. away you got me. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess they're just desperate. I wonder if it's because they understand... The value of NASCAR fans, and there's a big cross-section with NASCAR fans and wrestling fans. I remember when ESPN started covering NASCAR, and I was a little resentful, but I understood it. Of course. like, yeah, okay, it's not my sport, and it feels like it's not what you used to do, but you're trying to expand. And there's a million people who love—millions and millions of people who love NASCAR. Fair enough. Like— I just won't read that stuff and watch yeah. that stuff. It sort of sucks, but I, it's not my problem. That feels really different than this. Yeah, This feels like crazy desperation times for ESPN.com. Yeah, I think that is... I mean, unless they've been doing it all along, which... I don't believe they have. I don't okay. know. But even if they have, it still is bad. Okay. Know, they're, that channel is in a lot of trouble. They are. They've committed something like $1.2 billion a year to the NFL just for Monday Night Football. And they really can't afford to do that kind of stuff anymore. I know they're owned by Disney, so ultimately they can. Yeah. but Disney makes Marvel movies, right? Yeah, Disney's doing fine. And Star Wars movies. But ESPN used to be Disney's basically biggest moneymaker before they started making all these really, really high-grossing movies. And ESPN now is in the red every quarter. I mean, they're losing money every... And it's just getting worse. They lose subscribers. People cut the cord. It's it's not going to get they better. They need to change their model somehow, right. I suppose. They need to sell sports you know, online, They need to hire us. On demand. That's what they need to do. That would change the model pretty dramatically, yeah. I'll say that. All drunk anchors. Uh, no, no, just you and me, bro. <laughs> okay. Fine. One drunk anchor, one sober anchor. All right. Keep steering the ship. Keeping it going straight. Yeah, you better be listening, ESPN. Uh, John Skipper, if you're still running ESPN, which you may I have be, no idea. If not, it's fine. You can hire us anyway. With that, I think it's probably time to end quarter number one. Sounds good. It's quarter number two. That means it's time for another beer. I know that. Cinco, eh? Says. Says. Wow, I'm not doing a good job keeping track. That's number, number six. That's, that's pretty good For those good stuff. who don't speak the Spanish. No, and, and most don't. For sure. Especially when it comes to the numbers. I don't that's know if that's true. Part. I think Spanish is quite a well-spoken language throughout the world. Many people oh, speak yeah? it. I think yeah. they speak a lot of Spanish in Beijing there, buddy. Is that where our listeners are mostly from? I hope so. Why? Because all our our sponsors are Chinese based oh, companies. Are they? That might be true. <laughs> Hello, we, kitty. We have no sponsors. <laughs> now available in sock form. Okay. So we're doing a little best case, worst case. And uh, the way we're going to define best case, worst case, because we've learned. Here on this show That if I just throw out to you Any person or team And say best case, worst case Best case is always They like become president And worst case is They die a horrible death So we're going we're gonna to do a better job Sort of giving you parameters Okay, best that's, case, worst that, case. that's fair But at the same time I'd like to, yeah. to give you back A little bit of the fun, Jonathan Because you never get to have A best case, worst case it's You're true. always just throwing stuff to me So some of the time I might, I might throw it back to you Fantastic yeah. I welcome it Yeah I welcome it I want to be part of this all right, so we're doing NFL teams. Okay. So we've got four NFL teams I'm going to bring up. We're going to do best case, worst case. The parameters are this worst case or best case, it means it has to have at least a 20% chance, likelihood that it will happen. At least a 20 Oh, well, of course, that is subjective, but I understand what you're trying to do here. Right. So okay, we're not, so, I get it. So I like, get it. Because you could say any NFL team's best case is they win the Super Bowl. Worst case, they go in 0 yeah. oh, 16, right? Or their plane goes down. But we're saying 20%. So something okay. like that. Okay, good. So these are teams that are either we're terrible. Or um, have had a major change. Okay? okay. So let's start with the Super Bowl champion, Denver Broncos. Okay. I think, and this is not hyperbole, best case is certainly that they win the Super Bowl. Okay. I got to give you. It's, I, okay. You know, I mean, they had terrible quarterbacking last year. They won anyway. So. Peyton Manning, I mean, he had to be worse than what Mark Sanchez is going to be this year. Okay. I don't think that's fair to say at all. I think Peyton that's... Manning had the most interceptions in the league when he came back having missed six or seven weeks. When he came back in like week 15 or something, <laughs> he still had the most <laughs> interceptions in the league. I don't. I and can't... he did not have many touchdowns. It was single-digit touchdowns at the same time. I can't dispute what you're saying exactly, but I will say that if Mark Sanchez played for the Denver Broncos and got to play a lot, he might have led the league in interceptions. I don't know. I don't, I don't really buy that. Peyton Manning was not right last year. He was bad. He could not feel his hands. Yeah, that that makes it tougher to throw. But do you think Mark Sanchez would throw three touchdowns in the first half against the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl? Because, actually, Peyton Manning didn't do that either. But Peyton Manning did do that against the New England Patriots. I will say that. Okay, did Mark Sanchez bring the Jets to the AFC Championship twice in a row? Yes. Okay. Those were his first and second years in the league about about nine years ago. Yeah, whatever. Peyton Manning, almost dead. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. (laughs) Like, it's... He's, okay. He's got like legit physical problems for the rest of his life. The neck surgeries were not good. That was not a good situation. No, it was bad. That guy was not fit to play NFL football. The only reason he was on a team at all was that his name was Peyton Manning. Okay, now you've just lost your mind a little bit, but he was bad last year. We can all agree on that. It's possible Sanchez will give them equal or slightly better quarterbacking than they got out of Manning and Brock Osweiler. So I and guess the reason they won the Super Bowl was defense. Yes. Their defense was the best in the league last year, right. and they still have most of those pieces. Okay, so what's the worst case for them? Worst case is Mark Sanchez is somehow worse than half-dead Peyton Manning. Yeah. And, you know, throws nine interceptions in the first three games and one touchdown. And their offense is just at a standstill. Their defense is working as hard as it can, and it's still a really great defense. You can't deny that. But they just it's too much. They're on the field too often, and they just can't win. They start the first five games, one and four, and end up not even making the playoffs. So how many games do they win? In their worst case? Six. Six. Wow, that is a worst case. I think that's actually too, too out there. Their defense is probably too good. I expect their defense to regress to the mean a little bit, not be as good as it was last year. They were crazy good. Insanely good. Von Miller basically won them the Super Bowl all by he himself. He was so good. Yeah. But I think even a worst case scenario for this team is more like 7-9 and nine or 8-8. Eight and, eight. and that was without steroids that they could find, at least. I mean. I mean, he did find. the steroids before. He's now doing the steroids that they can't find. I mean whatever until whatever. They, and until they can find it. Do you it. think they should be allowed to uh, just use PEDs? Yeah. Me too. I think I mean it's just too much. Like it's so easy for the doctors to just make a new undetectable one and it, it, it's just going to be an endless cycle. And also, doesn't the NFL just shoot these guys up with horrible drugs that are terrible for these guys anyway? Why are yeah. we pretending that PEDs are somehow, they're saving them from themselves? Like, it's crazy. The NFL yeah. is more dangerous to these guys I than can these, understand, these guys are. These I can understand are. more why baseball is upset about it, because mm-hmm. baseball is such a statistics-based thing. Yeah. Like, all of the records in baseball are so holy, almost. You know. So, like, when Barry Bonds breaks the home run record or Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa, whoever mm-hmm. who did PEDs, yeah. breaks the home run record, it kind of taints it because that they clearly got an advantage from these PEDs that yes. Babe Ruth did not have, that Mickey Mantle did not have. That we know. And, and baseball is so about those types of Hall of Fame stats. Yeah. Whereas in football, it's just like, well, he's a little quicker off the line because he's going to die four years earlier from PEDs. But, I mean, the, like, o- the only really major stats anyone can even have are, like, touchdowns thrown in a season, sacks in a season, mm-hmm. maybe touchdown receptions, touchdowns scored in a right. season. Right, and, those, for like, and uh, those can all be related to PEDs, but not as directly as home runs. You know. Agree. I mean, we saw th- crazy things in baseball during the steroid era, like Brady Anderson went from s- hitting like ten home runs a year. One year he hit like fifty three suddenly out of nowhere and went right yeah. back to ten. I mean, that just that just shouldn't have ever happened. Okay, so I so it's interesting. We both agree that PEDs should be legal and fine. Yeah, um, they could regulate it. Then you know they could like say, well, these things are going to kill you, so you can't use these. But these things are fine yeah. anyway. Let's go on to, to another team. The Forty ers got a deer antler spray. Yeah, that's right. Um, there's also a testicle spray of some sort, I think. Well, I would love to get my hands on some of that. <laughs> <laughs> just just to see what it was like. Uh, all right. So the 49ers got a new head coach, Chip Kelly, late of the University of Oregon. Sure. Late yep. of the Philadelphia Eagles. He had a great first year as Eagles coach. He did. And a great second year, right? Yes. Or at least a pretty good second no, year. No, no. I think he won 10 games both years. Yeah. Made the playoffs, I think, both years. Yeah. I think. Quickly boot out of town. Yeah, one more year, it didn't go well, and bam, he's out. That seems crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, he's... I, I feel like he wasn't given a fair shake there. What happened was, if you recall, after year one, he ended up making this big power grab where he sort of then got to determine you know, what – he sort of became the GM and determined yeah, what players yeah. they were getting. He brought in they, Kiko Alonso. He brought in DeMarco Murray. He traded LaShawn McCoy in yeah. and, and the Kiko Alonso deal, actually. He signed a bunch of – he brought in DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews at the same time, sort of where he traded It seemed for, like he was kind of – it was almost nepotism because he was bringing in Oregon guys hmm. who, who he was, like, way into – yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, it's like what Doc Rivers is doing on the Clippers, yeah, right? The same except thing. that's his son. <laughs> it's, except it's actual nepotism. It's funny. I wasn't even thinking that his son was on the team. I was just thinking of all the ex-Celtics that he keeps bringing in. But oh, no, right. no. He actually has his terrible, terrible basketball-playing son on the team. You who's know, better at basketball than I am. But know, he probably should be not in the NBA. People now kind of give him some credit. He signed a 3 year or $27 million deal, and people think it's not a bad deal. People are results-oriented. They get skewed by seeing that number, and they don't remember how much of a detriment he is Look at the advanced stats on that guy. (laughs) Look at the advanced stats on Austin Rivers and tell me he belongs on a team. Okay, but rather than get into the Clippers and Austin Rivers right now, I'm sure we'll talk about them more in future Drunk Sports episodes. Let's talk about the 49ers. So Colin Kaepernick, probably going to be their quarterback, though it still could be Blaine Gabbert. It's unclear. Chip Kelly brought magic to the Eagles right away last time. They won a bunch of games. Nick Foles had his best year he'll ever have for sure. Number one wide receiver on the Eagles always had a great year when Chip Kelly was the coach. That's right. I mean, their offense is hummed pretty well anyway what's the best case scenario for the san francisco 49ers i think they can make the playoffs uh, that's best case scenario i mean that's I mean, pretty good. as a wild card they're in yeah. a, the super tough division obviously we got to assume that the seahawks are going to have a better record and then maybe the rams too right? yeah maybe maybe yeah. not the rams they've got a rookie quarterback maybe not yeah maybe not but okay so best case i'm gonna i'm gonna go less team oriented and more like how it affects the players colin kaepernick returns to form Okay. You know, he's he's Colin Kaepernick that we all expected two years ago after right. his great year. And Chip Kelly's offense is kind of perfect for Colin Kaepernick. If Colin Kaepernick can actually be accurate, a running quarterback like Kaepernick with a huge arm, that's great for Kelly's offense. I mean, if Colin Kaepernick could be accurate was the beginning of yeah. that sentence, right? I mean, if I could fly and I, did you ask $10 billion. Did you ask me for best case or medium? I asked for 20%, top 20%. Though. Are you not saying it's Best case scenario that Colin Kaepernick returns to form. I'm saying. Are you saying that's not possible? I'm asking. Does it happen twenty percent of the time? Yes. I think it happens. I'm not sure. I, I think it happens exactly one fifth of the time. <laughs> well, then I guess it counts. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. And how many games do they win if they make the playoffs? Nine. Okay. So they squeak in. Yeah. Maybe ten. Okay. Yeah. Usually you have to win ten yeah. in the NFC. It seems like. All right. What's the worst case scenario? I mean, zero oh, and sixteen. I and I know that. I mean, come on. It doesn't happen twenty percent of the time. Okay. Twenty percent. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Worst case scenario is that they have the worst record in the NFL. Okay, and I think that does happen twenty percent of the time. They, I don't, they are currently thirty second in everybody's power rankings. Are they really? Yeah, they're really bad. Wow, I didn't realize they were that. Yeah, bad. and like like Kaepernick has has no hope. Blaine, <laughs> Blaine Gabbert is still <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, you know, and and they you, Patrick Willis retired early because he doesn't want to die. In, I mean that's fair. Every yeah, it is fair. So all of their big pieces are gone. Do they still have Navarro Bowman. Is he still on the team? I think they. I think he's the one good defensive player. So they still have they Navarro have. Bowman. That's great. Yeah. But so it just. It, I mean, it's just like last year, except worse. You know, Chip okay. Kelly. Chip Kelly is just a raging dumpster fire, and nothing works. Yeah, maybe Chip Kelly was sort of like the the, the great and powerful Oz, but not you know actually as impressive as he seemed from the outside. And yeah. He went. They went. I don't think they. I don't think worst case is top twenty percent kind of a thing that they have the worst record in the league, but I'll give them like five wins, twenty percent of the time at least. Yeah, I think they can get that. Yeah, so about five wins, which probably isn't the worst record. Like someone. Let me let me worse. ask you a best case, worst case. Okay, all right, do so, it. This so is off, we're off book here. I yeah, like off it. book. Uh, what's best case, worst case for Chip Kelly's career moving forward? Oh, I love it. Okay, this is this is. I can handle this. I can take this. You better do it well or else you're never getting asked again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I appreciate the welcoming spirit. It's an opportunity. Don't don't fuck it up. (laughs) I'm going to really try hard to do well here. Okay. Best case scenario is he comes in and the offense that we saw with the first two years with the Eagles is the real deal. But he actually does know what he's doing. This whole like run more plays, run them faster actually is he's he is smarter than everyone else in the NFL, which is still possible. Like that could be real. Maybe not smarter than everybody else, but but found the glitch, basically. Okay. Fair enough. But he's exploiting a glitch that it's gonna take everyone a while to catch up to. Okay. Like years sure. to catch up to. So Basically, the 49ers offense hums in a way we just really haven't seen teams do. And he just becomes like what Jim Harbaugh was there, except for more, more years. Like, not just for like four years. He's there for like eight years. And he is the, the, the West Coast, the NFC, like, king head coach. The way Belichick is the king head coach in the AFC. Okay, worst case. Worst case is he's out in a year and a half. Like, he's fired midway through his second season because they're t- Ka- Kaepernick's. You don't terrible. think he can get fired this season? I think they invested a lot of money in him. They just had Jim Sula for one season and let him go. After already firing Harbaugh, I think he'd really have to do something that's well outside the 20% tile um, thing for him to get fired after only one season. The, The Niners' last three years are such an anomaly in sports. The way it's gone, it's been very strange. I mean, Jim Harbaugh came into a team that was terrible. Right. Changed nothing about their personnel. They immediately became an NFC conference finalist. Four years in a row. Where everybody thought they were the second-best team in the NFL, by the way, in 2014 when the Seahawks won. They were like, the NFC Championship was the real championship. I mean, it was unbelievable. So, And now he's gone, and they're immediately terrible again. Admittedly, everybody left when yeah. he left. But that may be part of it, right? He left, and they're all like, we're out. We love Jim. We're out. Yeah. And the fact that 49ers management couldn't find a way to get along with this guy when they were seeing... Not unprecedented success for San Francisco, but the most success they've seen in 10 years, at least 15 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's coaching he, in Michigan now, but is he not? would he not be one of the best coaches in the league? He kind of has to be, right? I mean, it's hard to say exactly what the factors were that made them so great, but that that's a legitimate contender for sure. He's the only thing that we know of that changed about that team. What I, what I mean when, I, when I'm asking the original question okay. is, like, we, we rarely see such a fall-off where— The Niners lost the NFC Championship to the Seahawks, but everybody said that was the Super Bowl, right? Like those were the two best teams in the NFL. Right. For sure. And it was close. Yeah. You know, it was very close. They're both great teams. Incredible. Like really good teams. Two years later, the Niners are 32nd in everybody's power rankings. Yeah, but they did lose like a bunch of offensive linemen. They lost a bunch of great defensive right, players. Right, that's all factors that get us there, I suppose. Yeah, that's, but I mean, that's, you and don't, they lost their incredible coach. You don't generally see that in professional sports, you, though. You don't, but you see it more often in football than you see it in other I things. I suppose. Like, because you know, you lose a great quarterback. Like Kaepernick was pretty damn good, and he went to terrible. And when yeah. that happens, your team just is awful. Careers are shorter in the NFL, I suppose. Yes, things turn around quickly. You yeah, You know how long the average career is in the NFL? Three years. Four. Huh. But still, not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Not so good. And if you think about the kickers and the quarterbacks who last forever, it means everyone else is around for like two and a half years and stuff. I mean, it's tough to make it when in that crazy physical atmosphere. Yeah. 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 Imagine those linemen who last like for 10 years. It's brutal. All right. Let me give you one no or fun. two others really quickly. How are we doing on time here? Uh, it doesn't matter. Continue. Okay. Great answer. The, the Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mariota was the number two pick last year. He showed a lot. Yeah. They still struggled to get wins, but he seems to have a nice offensive group around him. They added DeMarco Murray. I don't know about their defense. I can't really speak to it. What's their best case and worst case? Okay, I'm going to go Mariota based on this. Sounds reasonable. So I think, and I know you said 20%, and I do say this falls within the 20%. Oh, boy. Here we go. No, it's not that big. Oh. Uh, Mariota, three years from now, everybody's like, clearly he's better than Winston. Yeah. Like, by far. It's like the Jameis Winston-Mariota draft. Everybody should have known right away that Mariota was the number one pick and Winston should have been Mm -hmm. not even in the conversation. Well, that doesn't matter. He should have been number two because Mariota is truly great, and he's, like, crushing as a quarterback. Yeah. And he's the centerpiece of that team, and they are – Perennial playoff contenders. I mean, that could happen this year. I mean, he could take a big step forward yeah. and become. You know, I mean, he' the is legit. That guy's got legit league. talent. Absolutely, like, he really does. Yeah. Him and Winston both could, in yeah. theory, be. You know, like remember Andrew Luck took a huge step his yeah. second year, and like that's not unusual for quarterback. Dan Marino did that too. Quarterbacks mm-hmm. do that a lot. Yeah, sure. So you know, like he could do that. Worst so, case, I think is they just stay where they are. Like nothing yeah. changes, and Demarco Murray is just what he was Terrible. last year, basically. Yeah. And it's just, it's just the same old stuff in Tennessee and you're not winning anything. So they win like six games and it's just Maybe, awful. if they're lucky. Yeah, yeah, they could win five yeah, or four. Yeah. All right. Um, best case? That mm. was I, I, Best case was Mariota. Mariota as being... well, but how many games do they win this year? Oh, best case games? 11? Yeah. Boy, things are going to have to go really well for them. <laughs> yeah. But it's possible. It's yeah, po- I it's... mean, and, if Andrew Luck is still not fully healthy or isn't very good, then the NFC, oh, sorry, the AFC South is kind of wide open for him anyway. All right. Uh, one more. All right. Finally, we talked about Jameis Winston. Let's talk about his Buccaneers, shall we? Okay. His Buccaneers. Did you forget the name of the I team for a second? I was going to say Tampa Bay, and instead I decided to say Buccaneers, and it threw me off. So that's another team that really struggled last year, but has this, had the number one overall pick on their team. The number one overall pick. I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> I think I'm having a stroke. So, you know. Does this smell like toast? <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know if it does. Okay. Buttery. So uh, what's their best case and worst case? What was, how many wins did they have last year? Let's say they had five because I don't know. Okay, great. Oh, no, they did better than that. I think they went seven and nine. Yeah, I think they, they, actually, they might have. Sh- they showed up pretty strong, actually. Their best case is definitely better than the Titans. Yeah. They have a stronger team overall than the Titans. Yeah. Even, like, forgetting the quarterback, their, their team is stronger overall. They yeah, have, I think they that's, have. That's right. They have Dougie Dougie Martin. Like, They have Doug Martin, who is potentially a great running back. We still, it's hard to know. They've got young and old receiving core. They have Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson, who, if they're both their optimal version, are great. They have. Austin Safarian, Jenkins? Yeah, I mean he's like Nobody always, always injured. Nobody, Nobody cares. likes him. Yeah. Um and, and a pretty good defense. Yep. So basically what we're saying is we play fantasy football, so we know all yeah. those guys <laughs> and we can't name anyone on the defense. Yeah, but what do you want? It's yeah. fine. Anyway, best case is Jameis takes a huge step forward. Of course. Kind of the same as the Mariota's. How, how many wins? How far do they go in the playoffs? Best case scenario for them, I'd say thirteen wins. I wow. I put it up there. Wow, that's intense. So that if they win thirteen games, does that mean they're making the Super Bowl? No, I think they probably are More like the Cardinals than anything else last year, where they, they just can't beat the other best team. And yeah, yeah it's just like that. So, of. NFC conference finals, yeah, case, that sounds about right. Yeah, um, I guess we're saying 20% that may be reaching a little high now that I think about it, but okay, but whatever. We sort of got away from that 20% thing. Maybe it's 10% or something fine, maybe it's 5%, but who cares? I think they do have potential though. And worst case, I mean, worst case is they, yeah. they well, have two wins. I mean, they won seven last year. I would say it's like six and a half. No, worst case, Jonathan. Worst case. Yeah, I think it's around two wins. No. We're doing 20%. 20 percentile. Barring injury? Yeah, barring injury. Barring... Okay, four wins. Fine, that's ridiculous. All right, we're going to end here, and we're going to take... Our halftime break, Grant's going to keep drinking. How how are you doing on that? Is that number six still? Yeah, almost done. Great. Um, Good. Get drunk. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Grant will be a little bit drunker, and we'll get into some other cool stuff. It's quarter number three, and Grant is on beer number? It's either seven or eight. We don't remember. It's mostly (laughs) my fault for not remembering. (laughs) Uh, you know, and I'm not really paying much attention to it. As anyone who listens to the show will know, I always ask you every single time, and you're supposed to know. But admittedly, you're getting drunker, so it's understandable. Ate some Thai food at halftime. Yep, that was nice. Did it help you get drunker or no? No, that, sober no, that sustains up? me and it sobers me. But so, I hope I, I drink faster. I guess that's my hope for myself. That's I think everyone's hope is that you get drunk. Because when the Let the Drunk faster. Fix It comes around, the drunkest Grant is the best Grant. I believe. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the best. That's the only grant anyone likes. Okay. <laughs> wow, thank you. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I thought it was time for a little straight talk between us. So um, I feel like you said something similar last week. I think I do say something similar yeah. every week. Well, and I feel, you know, I'm just trying to speak from the heart. Right. So we're on quarter number three. That's who done good, who fucked up. All right. So we have a few things to, go- to talk about here, to go over, if you will. First of all, the Cleveland Browns. I thought you were gonna say Cavaliers. I thought I was too. You threw a switch on me. I threw I switched myself up there. The Cleveland Browns are a football team. They are in Cleveland. They recently named Robert Griffin III their starter. That's not a surprise. It's not a huge surprise. Robert Griffin III hasn't been good since his rookie year. He had a pretty good rookie year. He had he was rookie of the year over Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson, who also had both pretty good years. You know who fucked up? Who? Mike Shanahan. Ooh, that's who fucked up. He did. He kept Robert Griffin III in a meaningless game, and that's when the major injury happened. In fairness, the meaningless game that you're talking about was the playoffs. Well, but it was uh, what I mean by that (laughs) is by the time the injury happened, he shouldn't have been in the game. That is true. They were being blown out. That is true. I will say this in Shanahan's defense: football culture is mostly about like the great players play way more than they should for whatever reason. Who cares? That's stupid. We're coming at it from a newborn perspective, right? First principles. That's where we're coming from. Ah, uh, the the veil of yes. ignorance. Yeah. And rolls Sure. So from, <laughs> from first principles, looking at it objectively, who cares what football culture is, you don't leave a guy who is a running quarterback, also already injured, yeah. in the game when they've already lost by a lot. This guy's the future of your franchise. That's I, not the right move. Okay. I don't think you're wrong, but I will... Like to say to everyone that Bill Belichick's been doing that with Tom Brady forever and doesn't really catch a whole lot of heat for it. Well, that's results oriented, I suppose, because Tom Brady hasn't been injured in such a severe way. Yeah. So maybe he should catch heat for it. Maybe he should stop doing that. I mean, I think. We shouldn't be basing it on whether the guy got a you know career. Mess, yeah, but we are though. defining That's just or how it happens. That's just how. Well, maybe news we stories be, get made. That's maybe how we, drunk sports gets made. Can we be newborn in this with the veil of ignorance and just you know we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who is who. Well, then Bill Belichick fucked up. Yeah, I think he fucks up every time he does that. They're up yeah. by 30 points. He leaves Brady in the game. It's ridiculous. He's chasing records, even though the Patriots are, so, in some ways, the least record-chasing team. In some ways, the most record-chasing team. You want to try and explain that? Because I don't think it's possible to explain. No, it. I think they're only the most record-chasing team. <laughs> in what way are they the most record-chasing team? They uh, run up the score all the time. They, uh-huh. they let Tom Brady go for seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns, whatever, You yeah. know where he could get hurt, stuff like that. Okay. Um, okay, I can't completely disagree yeah. with that. That's not really records they're going for there. They're just like want to bury teams instead yeah. of just beat the, them really. They sadly. want they want to make it so that other teams' players' entire families are sad. Yeah, that's what the Patriots' goal is I mean, every week. Isn't that what the NFL is all about? <laughs> yeah, making <Ultimately>. families sad. <laughs> so, um, how, how about this bullshit the NFL yeah. has come out with the past couple of years? Football is family. That's their whole slogan now. Yeah, what a, is that bullshit? It, I think the it's NFL like, fucked up by <laughs> making that slogan. At least in my eyes, because what the fuck are you talking about? I will say it's insulting. For <laughs> yeah. sure, it's an insulting yeah. thing to say. It football is. is not family. No, but it I think is not. the idea is like this is something you can do with your family. This is like something you do on the holidays with your family as well. It's something that like you watch. Us you watch football with your family. That's I, what they mean. Yeah, and also like it. It ties it. It binds us in some way. Supposedly, I mean that does though. Does that's it? fair. That's like, fair. It seems like a weird ad campaign, though, because that shouldn't really make me want to watch it more. It's either I already have a, a group of people who who feel like it's it's important for us to watch football together, yeah. or I don't. And if I don't, I'm like, well, I guess I don't have a family. Football's not my family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I think that's that's bad. Football is sadness. Sorry, I've taken us far off track. No, no, it's fine. It's, it's good. We're, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of places to go with RG3 anyway. <laughs> It's a weird thing. What other slog- Whatever advertisements or slogans have the NFL done recently? I think there's a few, been a few Oh, others. you know what? I don't have them, so this is a bad segment now. What do you mean? I don't know what they are, so now it's a bad segment of it's not. sports. The segment's fine. You're fired? We're doing great. I'm, I'm fired. fired? We're all fired. <laughs> no, no, only you are fired. Oh, okay. I know I know everything I need to know. You're <laughs> the guy who's letting everybody down. Okay. Also, we still didn't really talk about the actual question you were asking. Yeah, who done good? Who fucked up? Um, so the Cavs now have RG3 as the starter. The Cavs do? <laughs> okay, I fucked up. Fine. <laughs> the The Browns have yeah. RG three as a starter. The question is not did RG three do good. He obviously did. He yeah. went from a bad situation to a better situation. Question is more about the Browns. So the Browns have gone from quarterback to quarterback to quarterback over the last several years, never really being able to find the one. You know, no one's been able to complete them like Renee Zelger did, did with Jerry Maguire. So you love to talk about that. I love bringing that stuff up. I'm going to bring up a Honey I Shrunk the Kids thing at some point today too. You know it's coming. So. um the question is Is Robert Griffin Jr. going to complete the Browns? Is he going to take them to completion? Robert Griffin Jr. is Robert Griffin III's father. And I don't believe he's (laughs) going to play quarterback (laughs) for the Browns. It's like I'm the drunk one. if you know that? I'm getting everything wrong. (laughs) You are. I'm so caught up in these uh, Jerry Maguire things. I can't really think straight besides that. Okay. So let let me try that one more time. I'm going to say, okay, Okay, I can answer your question or the basis of your terribly worded question. (laughs) Thanks. I believe, the, and this is probably not the popular opinion, but I believe the Browns have done well. Okay. They've done good as as the segment is called. That is the question. The Browns done good by signing Robert Griffin the 3rd and making him their starter because what the Browns have been doing with quarterbacks for the past 95 years yeah. is taking stabs in the dark knowing nothing like besides college stuff about the quarterbacks and hoping for the best. Uh-huh. And it hasn't worked out so far. Right. RG3 at least had did have one great year in the NFL. This guy is capable of being a good NFL player. We know it. We've seen it. This is better than drafting somebody and hoping. This is one of these times when I wish we were doing a video instead of a podcast so people could see the way I was looking at you as you were saying all Yeah, that. I can you, tell. You think you could describe my look there? Try and describe it. Incredulous? At, at best. Yeah. yeah, like deeply incredulous is what I would go with. <laughs> well, come on. This is just the Browns doing the same thing they always do, isn't it? They're just taking sort of a random blind shot at a guy. Who's... It's a random blind shot on a more proven guy than ever before. The Name pro- a more proven guy that they've taken a shot on. Okay, hold on, but let's backtrack. Wait, do, you're calling him proven because he had one good year, like four yeah. years ago. One full good year. Yes. But what about the last three years? We just pretend those don't exist. How many players have a good year at quarterback and then suck for the next three years and ever come back? I think the number. I think there is an answer to that, and the number is zero. Zero players has that ever happened to? Why is that going to happen with RG three? Injury based. Yeah, Of course, it's injury based. So, oh, you think he's healthy now? Because the Redskins are like, get out of here now that you're r- really healthy, RG3. We don't need you. You mean the Washingtons, I suppose? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I messed that up. I yeah. got caught up in my own thing. Yeah, I met. I sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, we let you down. So, okay, name a quarterback. Yeah, who was had higher potential than RG3 that the Browns have brought on in the past five years. Well, I think that's actually very easy to answer. I think a lot of the quarterbacks have higher potential than r g three has right now, but I think you know if they I, I in as, a, as a rookie, it would be different i disagree so what's r g three's like reasonable upside like one standard deviation out upside? we're back to best case work you're just bridge. trying to you're just trying to make it so i'm capped on my r g three thoughts yeah i don't I, I mean you can say anything i think there's it's, a, it's a, there's a there's a legit but. chance r g three it doesn't deal with injury problems this year, and sure. is RG three as a rookie again? So, like, oh, so he has good. like one hundred and five passer ratings, like because that's what he had. Yeah, like treat sure. all quarterbacks in rushing, has averaged like eight yards of carries, throws something like twenty seven touchdowns, score like. Ten rushing touchdowns, yeah, something crazy, like something that. like that. Yeah, I got really good money that says there's no freaking way that's going to happen, and I'm happy to give you odds: hundred to one. You got <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> that's what a legit chance. I'll give you three to one. He's nowhere close. I'm to not that. saying it's a three to one chance, but I'm What's saying the, what are you saying? What, what kind of chance do you think there is? That I think happen? there's a fifteen to one chance on that. Fifteen to one. So very unlikely. Yes, very unlikely. So how I, is that not a random stab by the Browns? That's what you were accusing. I'm them saying of. that we've seen it before, so we at least know it is possible. This is ridiculous. Johnny Manziel has just as much upside as RG3 does now. Johnny Manziel did then. Brandon Whedon then had as much upside as RG3 did now, if not more. No, because RG3 has had success in the NFL. No, I, I really have heard you say that point like six times. I'm saying he's been injured the last three years and has done nothing, and why do we expect him to be good now? If it was only one year, I would think, okay, now he's healthy. It's been three years. People don't get better after I'm saying three this years. is a human who is capable of being good at quarterback in the NFL, I'm saying whereas that, it is unproven for the other humans you were talking about. I'm saying this is a human who was once good, and in fact, it's been proven that he's He is no longer good, as opposed to the other humans who I'm talking about. Who it's unproven how good they're going to be. And by the way, they did excel in college, which isn't nothing. Fine, but I hate you. No, I'm (laughs) definitely upset (laughs) at you right now. All right, cool. This is not a happy time for drunk sports. Well, on that note, let's move on to our second subject of who done good, who fucked up. All right, please. So the New York Yankees just retired Alex Rodriguez. Yep, He just played his last game. Alex, they retired him or he retired they him? They retired him. They told him he was playing his last game on Friday. He played it. He cried in the press conference. Tears of not relief or joy, I'll tell you what. Uh, so Alex Rodriguez, in his career, how much money do you think he earned in his career, first of all? oh, We'll do this two different ways. Overall, and then how much per game do you think he earned? Oh, Per game is going to be really hard. But anyway, just you're just taking a shot. Don't overall, I'm gonna go with 350 million. Okay, and at roughly how, how much per game do you think? Just don't try and do the math. Just you know, 180,000. Okay, you're actually really close. He earned 200 over $200,000 a game that he played in his career. That's pretty good. Also, don't forget the first few years of his career, he didn't make any money. He's yeah, a rookie. So that's crazy. He actually earned 452 million dollars in his career. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, so I guess we could say he done good. Yes, obviously. At the same point, he's one of the most hated baseball figures. Of the last twenty years, sports right? Sports figures, okay. Sports figures, even yeah. without having really done anything that is criminal. Like, there's lots of criminals, you know. They're like, they're people who like dr- drink and drive and beat their wives and like they, a lot of NFL players do really horrible things that we at least hear about a yeah. lot, right? Uh, he's never done anything like that, right? The bad fi- that we know of, okay, okay, <laughs> yes, that we know of. But like PED is sure, but many other baseball players have done that. What else has he really done except sign these huge deals? He signed huge deals, and I think we talked about this a couple of days ago. So on the last Drunk Sports, we talked about Russell Wilson and his stupid, terrible poster. Yes, we did. So Russell Wilson has this whole vibe about him like he's just kind of clueless. I don't know how to explain it. He, he just feels there's a weird vibe about Russell Wilson. It feels fake. Everything yeah. about him feels fake. I wouldn't say clueless. I would say fake. I would yeah. say, if anything, um, overly premeditated. So. Alex Rodriguez has that exact same vibe. He has that exact same fake-feeling vibe, but he's ha- had these huge contracts, yeah. made all this money, and everybody's like, that fake motherfucker is making all this money? That fake motherfucker, just so everyone knows, did hit, uh, let's see. I'm not talking about fake at baseball. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> fake as a human. Like, 696 home runs. Yes, he... That's a lot. 3,100 hits. He's a great baseball player. OPS of 930 career. He's a great baseball player. That's really good. Russell Wilson also a, a good great football, football player. player. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about as a human what at least what is presented to us as yeah. the audience sure. it does not look great for these guys. At least some people love these people, but there's some sort of fake feeling about them and I think a lot of the audience will agree with me. They'll know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about too. I don't think I don't think you're crazy. It's just this feeling that they're they're just full of shit. Why do you think that we as an as a viewing audience of baseball and football and, and NBA, even though we don't necessarily watch too much baseball or follow it? Why do you think that is more important to us and something that draws more ire from us than, let's say, drunk driving or even, like, domestic violence? Because, like, I would argue that Greg, I dis- I Greg Hardy's taken a lot less hits than Alex Rodriguez. Uh, he may have nationwide. And I guess if you're speaking to the audience in general, it's different. To me, personally, yeah. okay. I despise Greg Hardy. I think that guy's a complete piece Fair of enough. shit. And I hate Fair him enough. way more than Russell Wilson or Alex Rodriguez. Okay, so do I. but all right, so maybe so, it's a bad, maybe it's a bad example. Yeah, and it all, I mean, I think also it starts with the base fame. Like Alex Rodriguez started super famous when this happened, when right. when people started hating him. That's true. Right? Greg Hardy is so, mostly famous because of the domestic. Yeah, I basketball. mean, he was a good NFL player, but yes. he was just like, oh, this is like the third best defensive player on a team, like. He's, Even if he's the best, like, yeah. Mostly we don't care about defensive players yeah. like, as a viewing audience, Unless right? they're JJ Watt, right? Basically. Unless you're one of the seven guys we yeah. all know who you are. You're just a really good player, and we don't know. It's all the same. We can't tell. Yeah. You tackle the guy. Congratulations. There's something about good. the the general attitude of Russell Wilson and Alistair Rodriguez that feels like almost entwined. They feel like very similar and it's just unlikable. I just it's yeah. just unlikable. I feel like for Russell Wilson it's this political thing. Not like he's Republican or Democrat, but like he's playing politics all the time right. when the camera is on, right? Yeah. You just don't believe a thing he says ever. Yeah. I remember before the Super Bowl when they lost to the Patriots at the very end, they showed the speeches that they gave both the Russell Wilson speech to his team and the Brady speech. And Russell Wilson gave what sounded like something that someone wrote and he was remembering, reciting, and it was fine. It was sort of passionless. He sounded like he was trying to make it sound like it had fire but it didn't really didn't I didn't buy it and then Brady was insanely intense with his this is what you're here for this is for your families and there was something about it that it felt like it was coming from some deep place inside him you know and that's that's the difference between them besides also all the rings and the money and the fame and sure. the supermodel wife and the riches Anyway so to answer your original question yes. I think Alex Rodriguez analogous to Russell Wilson feels fake that's the reason right. people hate him Okay so overall would you rather be Alex Rodriguez and has have his career or make a lot less money, still be a rich baseball player, make a lot less money though, and be more loved? No, nope. I'll, I'll take Rodriguez. So you'll take the extra, yeah. let's say like two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, I'll so take you, it. So you'd rather have four fifty and be hated than two hundred and be so loved. So who who are you asking about? Who done good or who fucked up? Is it about Alex Rodriguez? I was gonna ask you like the Yankees, really, because he he was like four away from seven hundred, which would have been a big milestone. They could have made a thing out of. They also are the guys who oh like, for retiring him. Yeah, yeah, for retiring him. I think they've done good. I guess they probably. It's about time. Get out of here, Alex. (laughs) All right. All right. uh, Why don't we end the quarter there? And we'll come back with everybody's favorite fourth quarter segment. What is it called? Let the drunk fix it. Yes, sir. It's quarter number four. And that means it's time to bring all our problems to the doorstep of the alcoholic. Oh, hold on a second. Now, <laughs> hold on a second. What, what's wrong? I think the segment is called "Let the drunk fix it." Yeah. not the alcoholic. No, I'm no, I'm just you know, I'm just using other words to describe the same thing. Oh, okay. I thought it was more about me being currently drunk. Yeah. You are? I, th- I didn't think it was about like a whole lifestyle thing where it's like, oh, I you have mean, to go to the doctor and you have to go to AA. Do alcoholics all go to the doctor? I, s- I think not. No, mostly they probably just... You're functional. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I make it through <laughs> life. It's fine. Yeah, it's great. I mean, in fairness, every once a week for the last four weeks now, you've had at least nine beers, right? Yeah i like of this like a is either hours. number nine or ten that I just opened. I don't even know. I mean, maybe that sort of goes to my point. <laughs> maybe, maybe it does, but yeah. also fuck you. Okay, that's sad. That, That's how I feel about that. I got no problem with you saying that, because yeah. I, think, I think it's fair for you to defend yourself there. Okay, so um, as we were recording this show, Michael Phelps won, as we were recording the show as we were recording the show, Michael Phelps won gold medal number 20. Wow. Yes, he won like the butterfly or something. Who knows? It's some swimming event. It's a swim thing. He did it by himself. The other one was uh, part of a, you know, the, the okay. team. Uh, yeah, he won. He beat some other people who were swimming, I suppose, in the water. So here's my question to you. The only time anyone ever cares about Michael Phelps and swimming is every four years. right? And soon we aren't going to care about Michael Phelps anymore. Drunk, what can we do to make swimming more popular in the United States so people follow it and care about it? That's a that's a real tough one. Yeah, you really presented me with a conundrum (laughs) here. Okay, so this is people swimming back and forth in a pool, right? That's what we're talking about. Um, maybe you could change the rules. I don't know. What do you want to do? I mean, that's what I'm going to have to resort to, and it's going to be drastic rule changes. <laughs> I've already thought like of it. Like there's going to be one. sharks in the pool. That was exactly like, what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't think there's really any way outside yeah. of the Olympics that most Olympic sports would be enjoyed by people on a regular basis. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you for a second here. Please I do. I think If we make the the money big enough, people will watch. People watch. Deal or no deal, where there's no skill or athleticism of any kind, they watch millions of people watch that every week. I don't know if they still do, but you see what I'm saying, right? For years, they watch these shows because there's so much money that's potentially moving. What if there was, you know, five million dollars goes to the winner of a swimming competition? I don't know how, but who's gonna, gonna, gonna put that up? <laughs> like, why would anybody do that? Maybe Bill Gates, maybe Bill Gates could do it. No, he, but he's not going to, but maybe he loves swimming. This is starting to feel a little bit like the Prince of Pennsylvania. Have you seen that documentary? I have not, but I did watch the movie Foxcatcher, which is the same story. Okay, yeah, same story about the guy who really loves wrestling. John and, DuPont. Yeah, he, he funds professional, not, not like fake professional wrestlers, but true wrestlers who right. are Olympic wrestlers and ends up murdering somebody. Okay, fair enough. So let's change the rules. What can we do to change the rules so that you and I would be like, oh my God, swimming's on. And and let's say it's not a shark is in the water with them because that's just – we wouldn't call it swimming. We call it dead guys on, corpses on. I mean, I don't think there's anything you can do. I think the Olympics is a special thing that people enjoy even though it ruins countries. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. And when you say ruins countries, just so everyone knows what you're talking about. Okay. Well, why don't you – Oh, sure. Just that countries end up spending a tremendous amount on infrastructure and really don't ever recoup that cost. The Olympics and the World Cup are both right. terrible plagues on any country that they on the are world. In. I think we yeah. can call it on the world. Even yeah. though we act like they're these wonderful noble things they're actually like, oh affordable. everybody's getting together, the world is together. Yeah. It doesn't solve racism, it doesn't solve <laughs> anything. All it does yeah. is bankrupt countries and make a lot of money for a few people. Yep, that's right. The one yeah. percent getting one percenter. Yep. If you will. Okay so um so you don't think there's anything you could do I honestly slender? I mean I know I'm supposed to fix it okay no, let me let me let me think it. a little harder okay. okay let me think a little harder okay what if what if the guy who got first then I don't, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I, still, I, I still got nothing. Oh, really? um, he are just uh, saying words hoping something would come? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like by the end of the sentence, something else is going to come out. You haven't made the end of the sentence yet. No, so maybe okay. So the, the sentence up. is still going. It's a very long run on the sentence. Um, all right. So what if the guy who got first was allowed to use steroids next time? I mean, then he's just going to keep winning. I yeah. think, how about how about if the guy who finishes last has, gets to use steroids next time or something like then that? Then you would try to finish last. Okay. It incentivizes failure. Okay. How about anyone who doesn't finish in the top three? In the top three, all pay. So you so it, either you make money or you get to use steroids the next time. Sounds great. Sounds like a lot of people. I don't are think we fix it. I don't heart attack. I don't think we fixed it at all. I think that's correct. Okay. Well, let's just move on. I don't then. think it's fixable. I think that's what's... The thing. Could we give them weapons that don't that aren't ultimately lethal? No. Would that help? No. Some kind of race? No, I guess they're already doing a race. Some kind of like I guess no one cares about water polo and that's the It's just thing not doing. fixable. It's boring. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's move on then. Okay. To a less boring question or a less boring sport. The Hall of Fame game in the NFL on Sunday was canceled by the NFL. Did you know this? Yeah, I I did. Do you know why they canceled it? Nope. They canceled it because the paint on the field, you know, when they do like NFL and all that stuff, the way they Mm -hmm. paint it, hardened to the point where it was like concrete and the players could not safely play on it. Why? Um, I don't know. Massive incompetence is what I'm going to go with. Somebody done something really dumb. Okay. That's just insane. That actually happened. So... They canceled the game. Now, there are a lot of people who flew out to Canton, Ohio to make a whole, I mean, a whole vacation out of this, got hotel rooms, paid Wait, tickets. Wait, who? Why? Fans. No, but seriously, though, why? Fans of those teams. Hall of Fame game means, really, let's let's be honest what that means. Okay, go ahead. That means, like, third stringers playing. Yeah, it's an exhibition game, but people pay to go see exhibition games because they're but, so deathly, you know, starving for the NFL. Because it's the first game of the year. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, you know, let's do it. And so some people like made into a trip and a vacation and all that, right? Some people. And people a lot who of, I don't really understand. They wouldn't be our friends. <laughs> I think we can say that. Okay. Even though we love sports. So my question to you is well, let me let me give you a little more information. So the NFL decided, very obviously, that they were going to refund all the tickets. Okay. But a lot of the people feel like it's not fair and that they should be reimbursed more than that because it was human error. It wasn't like the weather. Like the NFL's the reason why. They took this trip out there, but the NFL is also the reason why they couldn't see this game. The whole reason for their trip, sort of, for a lot of these people, was ruined by the NFL. So they feel like they should be given more compensation than that. So, drunk, okay. fix the situation. How can you fix it so everyone's happier? Whose perspective am I in? You tell me, buddy. Whatever you want. You're the drunk. Okay. I, well, you, well, you do it. I, no I, matter what I say, you're going to do whatever you do anyway. We that's, know that. That's true. <laughs> I suppose I, I should be the NFL because that's the. The okay. entity that has the real problem here. I think that's that makes a lot of sense. You're the, you're the NFL PR and Roger Goodell. Right. Okay. I think what the NFL should do is certainly refunding the tickets was a good start. I, ha- I mean, that's automatic. Yeah. you cancel the game, they would always do that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. I think everybody who had a ticket to the game should be given a credit for a ticket to another game, basically. Like, you can exclude games. You can exclude playoff games in the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Okay, so another regular season game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not a preseason game. Yeah. Okay. They should be given a ticket to a regular season game of their choice. Got it. What if it's for teams that are completely sold out? Like, I think the Giants season ticket. Nothing is actually completely sold out. You know that. I guess there's always some bad seats, right? And I guess that's all. They can just give them the worst. There's always always seats that are still on hold for whatever bullshit they want to do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So you think everyone should get a ticket? That's not a terrible idea. Actually, I think the fans would all feel pretty good about that. Yeah. That's like a nice win for them. Yeah, they get to see a real game instead of a, and it doesn't cost game. the NFL anything because those seats are just sitting there waiting for something like this to happen or some promotional thing to happen. I mean, it totally costs the NFL something. And I mean, pretend it, it doesn't is crazy. I, okay, fine, but it's something that would have happened anyway. They would have given away that seat to somebody. No, they would have sold that seat. Usually, they sell those seats, and if they give them away for a sponsorship thing, that's them. That's a version of them selling. Them. Okay, okay, fine, but they should still do it because of the good PR that it would. Because right. the NFL has so much bad PR. Let's talk about how much money this would cost the. NFL, this idea of yours. Okay, so let's say those. Let's say giving away these tickets costs something like twenty-five dollars a seat. Ultimately, to the NFL. Okay. Okay. I don't know if that's fair. So right. how many people are going to see the Hall of Fame? Game? I don't know. Let's guess. I mean, how many people are in a football stadium normally? A how lot. How many people are really going to? Forty thousand? It's not going to fill the stadium. Sure, the Hall it of is. Fame game. Sure, it is. Fine. Forty thousand. I mean, I, that probably is not even the a full NFL stadium. we like sixty-five, but we'll call it forty. Sure. So that's so that's like what a hundred? Oh, dollars for? Oh, that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. That's a lot of money. But the NFL makes a lot more than that on almost every game. I mean, it's a million dollars. That's fine. The NFL can afford $1 million. do so do they even, care? They don't care. That's, they should do that instantly. Yes. Like, please, take that's our million not, dollars. That's do no NFL? money to the NFL. Roger Goodell could break that. has like a million dollars just like in his pocket, you know, when he's like jogging. Yeah. This, no, this is an easy fix. I was thinking it was more than that. Give him a ticket to a regular season game. Come on. It's not like a special ticket. Not like a, a 50-yard yeah, line ticket. Just, just give him a ticket. So even if there's 60,000 people, who cares? It's a million and a half dollars. Yeah. I don't care. It's no big deal. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe the tickets are worth more, but no matter how we do the math, even if we get to 3 million or 4 million, it's nothing for the NFL. It's nothing. Right. Yeah, they actually um, decided to stop being a uh, nonprofit, I think, right? And because they didn't want to keep. Um, telling everyone how much Roger Goodell made, and that cost the NFL something like eleven million dollars a year. But this way, they get to keep the commissioner's salary the secret. I wonder and, who was behind that decision. Yeah, it's hard to imagine who it might be. But like, they were willing to do that just to eat the eleven million. Supposedly, that's the reason why. Maybe, I mean, they make so other much too. money; it's eleven million is nothing. Right. I mean, there. Yeah, it's like a ten billion dollar a year industry. Yeah. Right. I it's mean, crazy. they're doing pretty well. All right. So that was pretty good. Solve drunk. All right. Cool. That was good. All right. I got another one for you. This is um, a tweeted in question oh cool first ever yeah it's Let's pretty go. awesome right okay, who's I, is it from it's from at real j i'm gonna say it's wrecker real j wrecker r-e-c-h-e-r okay also a fan of our other podcasts he is he's a huge fan of drunk sports though he's okay. the guy who like retweets all our stuff from, as soon as we tweet about it has sent in other questions for let the drunk fix it this is the first one i feel is Let the Drunk Fix It worthy. Okay, great. Worthy of you. Great. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I am special. He asks, and by the way, he even hashtagged this Let the Drunk Fix It, so it's pretty sweet. How do you make the Professional Bowling Association relevant again? Okay. This is easy. All right. This is very easy. Good. You require them to drink. (laughs) That's interesting. Very much like my role on this podcast. Yeah. You have to have a session before bowling begins where you watch everybody drink three beers or three, whatever, equal amount of drinks. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to be drunk because everybody who plays bowling as a recreational sport yeah. generally is drinking during it. I know certain people do not. You, for example, John Hollywood. Yes. Yeah, would not drink during bowling, but most people who bowl are drinking while they bowl. Yeah. So that's the most realistic experience of bowling, whereas people who play basketball or football. Those people usually have not ingested even one alcoholic beverage that day, right? They're just playing. Right. Yeah. So I think in order to make it more realistic, more like the fans feel like they're part of it, you got to make sure everybody drinks, you show them drinking. And then some of the superstars <laughs> of Bull, it would be great at the beginning, especially because you'll see. The tolerances will differ between yeah. between the, the different bowling stars of the day. And the ones who are really great and just like fall off a cliff because they can't handle their liquor, it, it's going to be amazing. I mean, isn't this then really a drinking competition, not a bowling competition? No, it is not because bowling is still important, but it's your ability to bowl while drinking. I understand that. But if someone's got a strong tolerance, shouldn't they be forced to drink more? Shouldn't there be like a handicapping system? How here? can you possibly quantify a tolerance? I mean, we By we... how you see them? I mean, how about by how, how well they bowl? So, so how do you propose that works? That seems like a circular <laughs> argument. It, it kind of does. I was thinking before we could see, we could know how well they bowl now. And after three beers, if they don't get significantly worse, then they have to drink more beers. Like it's do supposed golfers to don't get a handicap system based on how well they deal with heat? Or anything like that. I mean, it's part face? of the game now. What about drinking? The guy? Is part of the game now. Welcome to the new PBA. <laughs> this is how bowling works now. You better chug that beer, you you guy, or else you're not. You don't get to bowl. Let me ask you this: There was a um, a pro golfer you may recall who had, I think, one leg, something like that, and he. Um, I do right, not right, remember Maybe this. He had a prosthetic leg, and uh, this does not ring a bell. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, and uh, he, w- he always used a cart. Because it was really tough for him to walk 18 holes. And the, and the PBA let him do it for a while. And the golfers, he was doing okay. And the golfers really started to complain about it and thought it wasn't fair. Well, what about Oscar Pistorius? That's what that feels like. It's uh, <laughs> interesting. It's similar. I, I'm not talking about the murder. Boy, which, we just keep bringing up murder in this uh Well, I guess we show. should have talked about him as, as top murdering athletes. but We're just as, doing football players. So yeah, that's why. right. But Oscar Pistor- Pistorius, he he received many complaints because that's right. it's like his... his Prosthetic legs were more effective than real legs; like they for, were better. Yeah. yeah, they were they were made for running as opposed to our legs, which are just made for moving around. Right. General. So I can understand that argument, especially when it's especially in golf, where the place you finish determines how much money you make. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Okay, I understand let's, that. Let's let's bring it back to the PBA though, which of course we're solving right now, or you're solving. I yes, say. I already solved it. I believe. Well, I know. Well, I'm going to throw you a question okay. about this. So let's say you got a guy who's got a hook for a hand. Okay. And he wants so, like to Kingpin, be, the, mo- the movie yeah. Kingpin. He wants to be a professional golfer, though. And uh, you mean PBA? Yeah. Bowler, bowler. Baller. Well, also a golfer, but. Who's the not, drunk one? It's not working out. The golf thing's not working out. But he feels like he can actually roll with that hook. You know, he can make it work. Does he have to drink also? Is the hook not enough of a handicap? Is that fair, or is it, or is it in fact sort of anti handicap to not have him drink? I feel like what you just said was offensive. Yeah. I, I feel like of course it's you still have to drink the same amount. <laughs> Everybody's equal. This is a, a land of equality. It's the PBA. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. You should um, have thought of that before you said anything. What'd you say? You should have thought of that before you said anything. I was aware as I said it though. You know, I said, "Is it even more offensive to have him not drink?" You know, it's is more offensive more of what you. Said than anything that's possible in this theoretical universe, almost. I think you know, but he might argue like, it's hard enough just to roll with this hook. (laughs) Anyway, I I think it's clear, it's all gutter balls. I think it's clear that if the bowlers were required to be drunk, it would be funnier. And better Yes It would definitely be more interesting And I think if you always You know as we talked about Increase the prize pool a little bit Make them drunk Also if you, increase, if you make them drink You'll get a lot more beer sponsorship You can increase the prize pool Oh god it's a great It's a whole good situation I would watch that Probably There's no reason not to do it I don't think three drinks is enough No no Three drinks to start And then I didn't get to the whole meat of the situation. So before you begin bowling, you have three drinks. Yeah. And then how many frames are there in bowling? Ten? Ten. Ten frames? So every two frames, you have to finish another drink. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. So by the end, it's just a fucking shit shit show. show. Yeah. (laughs) Good. So in a way, this will change the landscape of bowling. And I know this is going to happen because somebody at the PBA is going to hear this and be like, God damn, that's a good idea. For sure. This is going to change the landscape of bowling because now it's not only going to be the talented good bowlers, but also those who can handle their alcohol the best. Yeah. The guy who who bowls a 150 on the regular, but also is a gigantic man who can drink 14 beers with ease. That guy becomes a superstar of bowling. I mean, is that fair? Is it fair? Yes. It's the new sport. And it's fair because that's what people want to see. I know that I, I haven't done any polls or I don't, I don't know anything about anybody else but me, but I know for sure that that's what I want to see. I, yeah. I would much rather watch drunk bowling than regular bowling. I think everyone would rather see that. I'll give you that, except for the most <laughs> intense of bowling fans. I yes. think you're right. That's true. I think we widen the audience. But you're saying like, so the best bowler in the world in drunk bowling is going to be like a super, like a fatty. No, no, no. no, no. I think there's, there's there's an equilibrium there. Okay. You know, there, there's a guy like that. Like, there's like the Andre, the giant guy who can drink yeah. 700 beers or whatever it right. is, and and after 15 beers or whatever it takes to get to the end of the bowling round is completely sober. Or least, <laughs> yeah. But and, but he's still like not the best bowler. There's probably some like really great, awesome bowler who. Doesn't have that high of a tolerance, but at least has somewhat of a better tolerance than the average human. Yeah. Who's going to be the best. Right. There's just yeah. a guy. Like yeah. the, the shortstop who hits home runs. You, There's one yeah. guy in a generation who can do it all and drink and bowl. <laughs> and we'll talk about him for ages if this change is made. Get on it, PBA. I mean, it's definitely happening. I mean, how could you not do it at this point? With all this evidence? Like <laughs> <laughs> All this evidence of fan interest. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Jay, thanks for the tweet. Thanks yeah, for the suggestion. That was fantastic. It. I appreciate it, yeah. That was the best best bit we've done on the show tonight, for sure. I right, got one last one for you. I'm, I'm reticent to even bring it up. I feel like we just, that's such a good way to end, but I have one no, more. No, I want to less. do two or three more. Wow. Well, maybe we'll make up. Some I want Let the drunk Fix It to never end because I, I feel like it can fix all of the world's problems. It's, it's impressive. Now, if you go back and just listen to our second show, you didn't fix any of the problems. Well, that was just an anomaly. They were very difficult questions. I'll give you that. Yeah, they weren't like math. I blame anything. you. Everyone does. So, all right. Finally, Olympic basketball. You know it. Yep. Some people, myself included, kind of hate Olympic basketball. Why is this? This is because the United States puts together a team that destroys the world every year or every four years, I guess. And it's not fun to watch. Like I'm cool with watching a great U.S. team play another great team and and a bunch of great teams and find out who's the best in the world. But it's not that interesting. To Oh, here we go. So that's number. That means we have to have at least three more questions based on the beer that I just opened. Why is that? Because I want to drink the beer and do the rest of the podcast, and the people want to hear it. How, what beer number is this? 10 or 11. All right. So we're either record-breaking or record-tying. Yeah. Feels good. Feels, feels very good. Yeah. This is what it's like to be Usain Bolt. Right here. I think it's better. Feels better? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's better, yeah. <laughs> Maybe for you. For me, it feels probably equal. So... Um, so my experience of Olympic basketball is it sucks. It sucks to watch as a spectator. Yeah, it's boring. Like, there who, was that one 2004 the U.S. lost to Lithuania, right? Yeah, that was cool. Or was it Spain? Oh, who cares? I don't even know. Lithuania, Spain, probably each of them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They lost to some team. And, but now it's sort of like watching you know, the varsity team take on some junior high kids. And who cares? It's not, just not interesting or fun. How do you fix Olympic basketball so huge basketball fans like me and you would want to watch it and talk about it? I don't think it's fixable. Wow. I think it's I, – I, I know this is my job right now, but I think it's really hard to fix. You have to give U.S. players to other countries to fix it. Hmm. That's uh, – like I don't see anything less than that fixing it because the U.S. players are so much better. Yeah. That's just how it is. I mean the problem with the Olympics is the whole concept is it's national, right? And So, yeah. so if like you could somehow do it by continent – Maybe some other teams, would. maybe Europe would have a chance, at least a fighting chance. I mean, no, they would not. It's the same thing. Like, all the best players are from the U.S., and that's just how it is right now in basketball. Maybe in 10 years, things are different. I don't know. Maybe it will fix itself by just the world (laughs) being more into basketball and other countries getting more into basketball. Because, obviously, it's not genetic that if you're born in the U.S., you're better at basketball. It's just cultural. Mm -hmm. That's why the U.S. is the best at basketball. Yeah. Right? That makes a lot of sense. It does. So... There's really nothing you can do at this point to make the U.S. lose, which is what you need to be an opportunity to happen, at least. Well, I don't know if you remember this because you were just a whippersnapper, but back in the day, before the original Dream Team— the They didn't US, allow professionals to That's play. right. The U.S. Olympic team was made up solely of college athletes, and they also used to blow out the world, and then suddenly they stopped winning. And that's why now we have the best players in the world playing instead of just— Really good players. Well, I suppose losing. that would certainly help if we had a bunch of nineteen-year-olds who weren't that as as good as as Michael Jordan and shit, like yeah. playing. Like that would be better, but it's not enough. I think. Yeah, it's it's also um, a little bit patronizing. The rest of the world actually wanted wanted and wants to play against the best competition. They don't want to play against our JV team. Yeah, why would for they? the gold medal? Right, they want to actually pl- the whole point of the Olympics. But is But it play kind of the, sucks. The Does that, I mean, like this year. There's almost zero percent chance that the US is going to lose. Right. Right. And most of the best players aren't even playing. Correct. That's crazy. Right. Carmelo's playing. Carmelo is the best player, or like I don't know. I don't even know who's on the team. That's how little I pay attention to it. But no, he's keeping he You could the formulate best it. You could find an NBA team. The Golden State Warriors would beat the Olympic team. Probably. Yeah. Maybe we could find yeah. out. Let me you talk a little more about what you th- want to do and I'll find Okay, on so this what team. what I want to do is <laughs> I guess you just have to let the us keep demolishing everybody or abolish it as an olympic sport because right. that's just it just happens to be a sport where the us is so superior to everybody else there's really nothing you can do i mean it's just incredible how like there are certain especially eastern european countries who have gotten really good yeah but they're they're nowhere close they're nowhere close i mean is there something we could do to change oh you know we could we could, i would just think we could let other um other teams in other countries have a sixth player on the on the court. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. That's not patronizing at all. No, no. Here's the here's the US men's roster. Okay? okay. Carmelo Anthony is not the best player on the team. Okay. Carmelo, Harrison Barnes. Oh, Jimmy Butler's on the team. Jimmy Butler. He's not the best player either. DeMarcus Cousins is on the team. Oh, he's the best player. No, on the team. he's not actually. DeMar DeRozan's on the team. The best player on the team is Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, he's the best player. You know who else team. is really good? Paul George. Draymond Green is on this team. Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, Kyle Lowry, Clay Thompson. That's the team. I and mean, those guys are unbelievable. They would actually beat the Warriors. Yeah, they probably would. By the way, most of the Warriors are on that team. So yeah. they'd be playing each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's everyone but Steph Curry and then a bunch of other really good players. But it's not the best players we have to offer. But it's close. I mean, the, uh, what's, what's the ultimate starting lineup for the USA basketball team? Obviously, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, LeBron are both on it. Yeah, Steph Curry, LeBron, Besides, Durant. Durant's Durant. on that team. DeMarcus um, Cousins might be on that, t- yeah, on that starting line. Yeah, Cousins, lineup. I think. I think so. I think yeah. he's the number one center. So we got to find a two-guard then. Who's our point guard? Oh, Steph Curry's our point yeah. guard. Okay. Our two-guard is... Who's the best two-guard these days? Is it Jimmy Butler? No, it has got to be someone clearly better than that. Kobe Bryant. No, it's not Kobe Bryant. <laughs> We're probably missing something obvious right now. Yeah. Oh, Clay, Clay Thompson. I don't think he's the best two-guard. He's close, at least. He may not be the very best, but he's very close, right? He's in the top 15 of players in the league, right? He, yeah, probably. Okay, so you know him. Fine. We'll let's just call it Clay. It's fine. Like four of those, five, three of those five players are on that team anyway. Yeah. Just everyone but LeBron and uh, Steph, and they've got a much better bench than the Warriors. That's for sure. Yeah, like, this, just, th- this team would win. You know, 80, seventy-five games or seventy-seven. I just games don't in the see. League. I don't see a possible way. That you can fix this. The U.S. is just going to crush everybody. Why why even play the games? Just hand like Carmelo's going. I think for his fourth gold medal. It's insulting to me. By the way, it's the only thing he's ever won. Once (laughs) once he got out of college. Yeah. He did win the national championship once. You know, back in the day in Syracuse. Yeah. Like it's been a really long time since he's won any other championship of any kind except these like basically varsity versus JV setups. It's, It's I don't like it. It's a bit rough. I don't know. I think you know what's the craziest thing out of this to me is that Paul George is on this team. That Paul George, the guy who had the most hideous—well, not the most—the most hideous injury in basketball televised history. I don't know the kid on Louisville had okay, a really bad equal. one too. Okay, equal. I know there's like Willis McGahee stuff like that in football, but Paul George had that hideous, awful injury in international competition. It yes. wasn't—it wasn't the Olympics, but it was international competition that he's on the Olympic team. I feel like the Pacers should be like, "Don't do it, dude!" <laughs> like, I feel like Paul George should feel like he shouldn't do it. I mean. God, how much must have that hurt? I can't even imagine. Oh I you know, I've never s- I've never even seen the video cuz I refuse you, to watch it. You shouldn't it. watch I it. It's not watch worth it. watching. Yeah. It just makes you sick. I mean, Paul George may feel like this is his one shot at the gold, you know, that like he could like give it any time and he wants to have a gold medal. He's rich anyway. I guess he's never winning an NBA title. I mean, That's not I mean, you can't say he's never winning an NBA title. I think title. I just did. He's like 25, right? I don't know. He has like plenty that. of time to find a team. Like he could be a free agent and find a team and win an NBA title. Okay, Come yeah, on, he, give me a right. give me a break. He could pull a Kevin Durant and find a yeah. way to win an NBA title. That's true. Of course he could, but I <laughs> I just I just can't believe that He's honestly, 26 I, right now, by the way. Honestly, I felt I I really under I overthought how much NBA players would react to the Paul George injury, that that injury that happened oh, yeah. two summers ago where that compro- compound fracture of his leg. It yeah, was you're just, good. you got it. It was so disgusting and clearly so bad. And I know it wasn't because he was in international competition. It could happen in any basketball game. But it just shows what can happen if you play a lot of basketball and why not limit your – chance of that happening and so many nba players still play international basketball i mean this sort of goes back to what we were talking about with uh football right in rg3 in some ways which is these guys are all competitors they're all used to being often the best player on the floor and just playing as much as they want to and their bodies usually never let them down and so i think they just kind of believe nothing's ever going to happen to them and they're usually right by the way yeah for the i mean but NFL not, players aren't usually right. Okay, NFL, that, that's like, a great They point. usually get destroyed. You're NBA right. players are usually fine. Comparatively. Although, I don't know, by the time they retire, like Carmelo, when he's retired, is he gonna be like in great physical shape? I, I mean, don't there know. are certain players, and we've talked about this on this podcast before, that play certain ways, like Russell Westbrook type players. Yeah. Uh Derek Rose type players. Dwayne, Isaiah Thomas, you yeah. get thrown to the floor a lot. <laughs> no. He's but tiny, he gets thrown to the floor, man. You come, don't, don't make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Nobody, Isaiah Thomas isn't driving the lane like Russell Westbrook. He drives the lane all the time. But does he actually attack the lane? I'm gonna say yes. Okay, I feel like you're being facetious. <laughs> I'm not, but let's what move I on. mean is there are certain NBA player types like Russell Westbrook, like Derrick Rose, who attack super hard, don't care where they land. You know, they, right. they jump, don't care where they land. Sure, those players might have a problem later in life. But I agree. The majority of NBA players are probably going to be okay. Maybe some joint problems, you yeah, know? like things that you'd expect and things that you can probably manage pretty yeah, easily, right? Yeah, We're like a little knee brace, you're fine, right? As opposed to the NFL players who like can't remember who they are and die at age fifty five. Yeah, it, I mean, we can get on our high horse about this again, but yes, let's I not. I agree. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't think there's any way to fix the Olympic basketball thing. I it's thought just... that extra player for every other team is pretty great idea. All right, let's wrap it up there though. Okay. Uh, That was Four Quarters. Thanks for listening to Drunk Sports. Just a little programming note. We are not going to be here next week. I'm on vacation. We'll be back in two weeks, so two Tuesdays from now. And uh, for more Drunk Sports, check us out. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're everywhere else. And at Drunk Sports Show to tweet at us. Right. And I promise to be drunk or partially drunk or mostly drunk at all times. And we love that.